0: How do we engage the culture, especially in books, music, and movies, with charitable and critical discussion through a lens of faith, and as a means of drawing ourselves and others closer to Jesus?
1: I'm Ali Laville, And I'm Andy Norton. This is Though They Die, talking about the things of this world through the lens of eternity. Today we're discussing the film Fantastic Mr. Fox. Welcome to the show.
0: All right. Yeah, here we are. Woo!
1: <laughs>
0: oh, another day, uh, another another, day. another
1: dollar. <laughs> um, here we go. I'm so excited for this, Ellie. I'm this so is going to be this yeah. is going to be a juicy
0: one and <laughs> a, <juicy. laughs> a juicy episode. We I there was a I, I was working on a, a project one time and there's a lighting guy. Yeah. I think he's called tasty lighting. If you ever need lighting in the twin cities area, <laughs> go to this dude. I can't remember his name, but I, I sure as heck remember his slogan because he would set up the lighting and be like, now that's tasty. Now that's, that's tasty. tasty it, right that's there. hilarious. So use his name in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his the name race. of it is tasty. Lighting now that's tasty kind of thing, but it wow. like whenever he set up a shot, <laughs> like with somebody's come on, that's tasty that's right t- there. That's, some tasty. Lives. I it's love gonna that. be a well, tasty that's, episode. That's though. a good.
1: That's a good way to describe this. Because uh, so two things with that is that uh, I mean we're talking about Fantastic Mr. Fox, that's right? Uh, a film by Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Now, lots of food in this film. Lots and lots of food. Really, the main that's conflict true. is all about that. So, yeah. the tastiness is Sustenance. a great way to describe that. But also, I think you're refer- referring to the fact that just a little bit ago, you gave me a little sneak peek. You said, <laughs> you said "Andy, Andy." I'm pretty sure we're going to fight on this one. <laughs> 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 I say what? So I think we're, yeah, we're looking forward to maybe disagreeing a little bit on, mm-hmm. I don't know, the film, like some of the, maybe like where the significance of things or like mm-hmm. what? Wow. Well, yeah. I'm so excited to dive into this and, mm-hmm. and chat about it. So let's do it. Let's fight. I'm ready. All
0: right, got him up. Um, just a quick synopsis for those that oh, thank you, have, bro. I'm all over it. Um, <laughs> you are all might over not it. know it. So after 12 <laughs> year of oh my gosh, bucolic bliss <laughs> is that? I think that's how it's said. All right, Mr. Wow. Fox, played by George Clooney, breaks a promise to his wife, Meryl Streep, uh, and raids the farms of their human neighbors, Bogus Bunsen and Bean. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Giving in to his animal instincts and dangers not only his marriage, but also the lives of his family and their animal friends. Yeah. When That's the farmers force... Do you want me to stop there? There's no, like no, one no, more no. sentence. Go, okay. Go on. Yeah. When the farmers force Mr. Fox and company deep underground, he has to resort to his natural craftiness to rise above yes. the opposition. Uh, there you go. So That's originally a, yeah. a book by Roald Dahl.
1: Yep. I have not read the book. You know, to be frank... And I want to. I have not. And I'm... So like realizing I yeah. really, really I would really like should to read have. the book. Yeah. Can we have I, like an extra bonus content where we just read the oh, book? Oh heck yeah. We'll just it. read the entire novel. So no, no, audio I'm pretty book. sure it's a small book. Oh really? It? It's a short story? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty Let's sure it's it pretty these small. Are the things these are the things we should So look up Roald Dahl, shows. I mean, he he's uh probably most well known for things like um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or mm-hmm. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate... I, I think it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the name of the book. And, of course, the, the movies have 96 pages, names. but it looks like it's Ooh, got a lot of 96 illustrations. 96 pages? That's a, wow, that's a lot longer than I thought. I thought this was like a picture book. It, it looks like
0: it has a lot of pictures in it, okay. so the 96 pages might not be directly indicative okay. of... Okay,
1: Yeah. Well, we'll have to have a separate take on the book at some point. I uh, think so. I think but that's he's, that's he's most well known for things like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and other... Uh, Kid, kid books Matilda, basically the bfg, BFG. What <laughs> are those other ones also he but also what well, i actually have most read of his, his is mm-hmm. not any of those things i used to read his like scary stories for no like, kidding. adults ah. and um they're or they were, they were short stories and a lot of them were very scary or or or, or had like a dark edge to them one mm-hmm. of them is my uh, my favorite i think it was called just taste so give taste tastiness uh, it's called taste i'm pretty sure but it's about this um wine Connoisseur who is having like a, um, oh, no. a, a a battle of, um, discerning what the wine, where the wine is from, with this person, and there's high stakes on the line, and it's an amazing short story. I think you would really love it. the way he describes, the the wine, like the 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 wine person, like how his lips like taste, oh my the gosh. wine is really stunning, wow. and it's really it's really tense okay so, that's more of what i've read of his but sure of course, sure like, so yeah so i have not read pain ask mr fox we'll have to make that happen at we some will. point well that'll be we yeah majority is movies but you know we've
0: we've talked about a poem at this we point have now, we're getting yeah, we're, into some of that Totally, we're literary word reading yeah
1: basically literary scholars the only kind point. of reading yeah i mean
0: basically <laughs> i you know, no degree but i've read <laughs> <laughs> the love song of j alfred Prufrock. so <laughs> <laughs> it's about not as much. it's about as much uh um, i mean that's how how much how much more can you actually accomplish in <laughs> higher education <laughs> yeah. you tell me not, not much further than that for sure i'm for sure. open to receiving an honorary degree <laughs> if there's any
1: universities listening i'm open to that concept um, <laughs> i'm not sure i'm not sure if that sentence you just said would <laughs> merit such a thing but oh man but here we are here we are talking about another movie because we do love movies and again movies are so like yeah. bite-sized i i really do love the fact wow. that a movie is just a solid two hours typically and then right. You're, you're and you're out, and you can discuss the themes and really yep. chat about it, which is the whole theory and it's of it's easier podcast,
0: to right? experience with someone else and discuss, right? Yes. I mean, you because it's it's just a smaller time commitment, yeah. And, and the cult, co- yeah. I mean, and
1: well, then you're on look even at ground. Us being like, products of the culture that wants instant gratification, <laughs> no, it's not just that. I feel like I mean, you're, you're right. You're it's not inst- just that you're on like solid ground versus like someone who's like, well, I've read the book and you haven't, so therefore, or even if you both read the book, it's just so much harder to like yeah. be on the same page of actually. Totally. Understand it together and, and yeah. discussing it. So, anyways, here we go. Fantastic Mr. Fox. This is so. The synopsis was actually really good. Uh, thank you for pull, for pulling that up. You're welcome. Thank you. Google. However, what might not have been totally clear from that was that they are foxes. Um. So George Clooney plays Mr. Fantastic. Yes, Fantastic it's Mr. Fox. Stop
0: motion. That's important. It's to stop note. motion. It's not yes. George
1: Clooney looking like he's in the movie Cats. Thank the good Lord. <laughs> no. Above. Well, no. Although, would you say this is relatively uncanny to watch? Would you or not? Let's, let's see. No,
0: I yeah. I, think it, I don't think it resides in the Uncanny Valley. Okay. Uh, for those, I'm going to look up a definition so I don't butcher finding <laughs> the Uncanny Valley. But I, I was never,
1: um, yeah, I, I was never pulled out because of the animation. Great. I bought into the world. My experience, and I think the experience of several people I know, is it's uncanny for the first scene. And by the end of the first scene, so it starts with them, like, mm. uh, meeting together on a hill. Yeah. Um, the two of them, like, shortly after being, ma- or early into their marriage, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they go and, uh, I think they raid a chicken farm or something, or a squab, squab, uh, squab. squab farm. <laughs> I don't even know what a squab is. Yeah. And they get um, trapped.
0: Um, yeah. And, I, yeah. The acrobatics, I think, helps, probably. Yeah. Because you see all them all doing all these ridiculous things. Yes. like, okay, cool. This is yes. not realism. Exactly. So for those that, so the Uncanny Valley, as defined by... Webster's dictionary. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good talk when Webster's dictionary yes. defines. Oh, oh my gosh, that's my biggest pet
1: peeve. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm like, okay, I'm not here uh, for this. I'm not here to read a dictionary. I want you to give me insight. Okay, yes, yes. but Uncanny Valley. Used in reference to the phenomenon whereby a computer-generated figure or humanoid robot bearing a near-identical resemblance to a human being arouses a sense of unease or mm. revulsion in the person viewing yes, it. Yes,
1: yes. I.e., uh, Jim Carrey's A Christmas Carol is like the epitome of that. Um,
0: oh, yeah, that one, or there's Polar Express. Polar Express is, I think, the same I think style. Polar Express is worse for me. Okay. Because it's Tom Hanks playing a child. <laughs> and it's like. Wait, he plays a child? Dude, he plays no. some of the kids, man. That's why their faces look weird because it's he an plays adult so face mo capped onto Whoa, a kid
1: body. Weird. But he did not play the kid, does he?
0: Because <laughs> he plays really multiple quick. characters,
1: you are correct. Uh, he plays a lot of characters in that film. Anyways, those are some uncanny films. You might be a little thrown off when you first start this film. I, I think that would just be my thought: is that for some people, you might be thrown off at first. Uh, you might not want to uh, be drawn to it, being like, Ooh, this "Dude, is he plays strange. the boy. He plays the boy. His face is the boy. What? So his face,
0: <laughs> yeah, that his crazy. face is Scrooge, the boy, the conductor.
1: Um, <sighs> wow." Santa Claus. That's so interesting, but it kind of makes sense because it's like, is it all a dream? Is it all a just... Hobo? He also plays a hobo. Yeah. Is it all just in his head and these are just figments? These or are like, like a, a father. He's subconscious. I think so. Yeah. 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 It's a little dream. He plays his own father? Yeah what so strange that's uncanny in itself um well anyways that that's <laughs> gross i think it's a little uncanny at first but then it, sure. it very quickly establishes it's, it's 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 style is established yeah i think, and I think it's on helpful on it's right. that it's stop motion too yeah. because you look at
0: the fox and you're like okay clearly this is an actual physical thing as totally. opposed to an animation totally. which is nice because then you're like okay yeah totally I, I really like how the i think the the Caricatureness of the humans also helps when we get to see them, right? Because right. we're like, okay, that's not what a normal person looks like, but I understand, you know, the world that totally. they're
1: residing in. Totally. Now, I would say too, though, what throw people off at the start is this is directed by Wes Anderson, right? And classic. I think the script, I'm assuming, is written by him because it sounds exactly like his voice, yeah, uh, voicing for almost all the characters. Um, but almost from the beginning, I would say from the beginning, there's just his way of delivering dialogue and. Bringing up subjects and such is, is really interesting and really off uh, Not off-putting uh, Unsettling almost like you're it's, you're surprised. I think often by the way that he phrases things um, And so I think that contributes to this the feeling of it being surprising and a little shocking at, at the start hmm but I love that because Even though this is a kids movie or a family movie there are some really big themes and big ideas in this film, so that's why we're mm-hmm. talking about this today. Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think there's at least uh, there's several really really interesting big themes. I'm really uh, excited to get into today. So um, agreed. Yeah. Well, how about for you? So is there something in your mind too yes. of like yeah? Go okay, <laughs> hey,
0: go, go. So go, I remember. I remember watching this as a kid and I remember being like, I want to like this. Like I, I want to like this. I think this is a well done thing. I'm going to choose to like this. And so for the rest of, you know, leading up to us, I watched it literally today, a couple hours ago, um, leading up to this conversation and watching it a couple hours ago, that was my thought process. But I had encountered a lot of people that were like, eh, I just couldn't, couldn't make it through it. You yeah. know, I, couldn't, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it or for whatever reason and not necessarily to script. And then I remember too, so my experience with Wes Anderson, I don't know if I've shared this previously, uh, because I know we, we touched on Wes Anderson in the... which
1: uh, In Hunt for the Wilder People, I know I mentioned right, him there. Right, because we
0: did a Taika-Wes comparison. Yeah. And my experience of Wes Anderson fans... Is that they are they are all evil and, and he can do no wrong. I don't think you're a diehard Anderson. I, I think you have a, a very developed palate, Andy. And okay, I don't thank think you, thank you. I don't think you think he's gospel. Um I think you think he's good, of course, and you're yes, a fan. Yeah, yeah. But I don't take you as someone like you don't you didn't appreciate necessarily his most recent film. Um uh, it's Kansas. something well, courier. Well, French connection, the French dispatch. French I, have dispatch. I, have not,
1: I have not seen it. <gasps> oh, okay, okay, okay. But part of the reason I haven't seen it is because uh, I was put off by some of the content that appears sure, to be. In it. Sure, sure, sure. Like, he, okay. he typically has in his not family focused films, right? A thing or two, like one or two scenes in every movie that's just like okay, why was that in there? I like, guess yeah. pretty unnecessary. Yeah. So that's always, that's always thrown me off. Um, and the, the French dispatch appeared to have just more like mm. stuff I just really did not want to see. Yeah. And so, yeah. So to your
0: credit though, the, the full-blown Wes Anderson, you know, fanatic would yeah. be willing to be like, no,
1: it's perfect and
0: necessary because X Y Z. Yeah, totally. And you're not like that. No, I, so. I
1: no, I'm not quite the hipster that you know drinks PBR and you know, listens to. <laughs> What's wrong with PBR? None of it, and watches purely, <laughs> purely Wes <laughs> Anderson. Oh my um, gosh! No, to <laughs> everyone who Andy just described, please keep listening. We love you. <laughs> oh man, but I do love him, and, and in fact, yeah, I think yeah. I would still say he's probably my. I think someone's asked me this before. He he mm-hmm. he might be my favorite director just straight up though. Okay, things. okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So here's here it comes, here it comes. Okay. So
0: it's, <laughs> my experience of those people were like, they were generally very unwilling to listen <laughs> to opposing thoughts. Okay. If someone, for example, is like, yeah, I didn't think that was funny. I just, I didn't laugh. And then they're like, you simpleton. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. you don't understand yeah, 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 yeah. how rich it is. And I'm like, or oh, it's because it's not funny. <laughs> so my biggest thing was that I felt while I was watching A lot of the jokes just like did not land for me.
1: Yeah,
0: I would hear them, and I would be like, "Oh, okay, that was fun," but I never laughed. I just always had the thought, like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's kind (laughs) of funny or whatever." But I never actually laughed, and so I walked away from the movie being like, "I was never, I don't know, like I didn't necessarily root for a lot of the characters." And I think the reason is, and we could get into a discussion on how intentional this is, um, that it was never like I never bought in to the characters and their plight because they were always shooting themselves down or shooting themselves Mm. in the foot. So I never laughed as a result because I just kept thinking, you're pathetic. Like That was my (laughs) thought for the whole movie. So I had no buy-in because I just kept being brought back to how pathetic the characters Got were, it. and it was exciting, and you know, and I, I enjoyed it. Right, like it was, it was visually fun to watch. I, I loved. I, honestly, though, I think the most fun thing was watching all the food. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. I really, I was like, oh, that looks good, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, what kept me engaged for some of it. I even was interested in the goose stuffed donut, like <laughs> which I was like, wow, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd try that. <laughs> it looks tasty. Um, okay, but I think okay. that was my biggest thing. Uh, was it. I just don't think it it's that funny? I was like, and I I originally I'm so sorry for all the people that I was unwilling to hear <laughs> this opinion from, but I definitely previously was like in conversation like, oh you're so un- you're just not sophisticated enough <laughs> yeah, to appreciate yeah, yeah. it. I was like, no, I mean if you don't laugh, you don't laugh, and you know it's not funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah, I think you know. that's that's kind of the I mean an idea from clown in I didn't I didn't get this far in theater, but a, a part of the program I was involved in was you do a semester or so of learning how to clown and if actually be a clown or do you mean just clown around like yeah be a clown clown. like that's a whole i mean there's schools of there's schools dedicated to like the art of clown wow and and it's it's it is actually a very difficult thing and one of the exercises that the upperclassmen would talk about was you have i think it's 10 seconds to make people laugh and if they don't laugh you're out like you leave class for the day um or something to that effect right but if you if you do make people laugh, you have to keep doing the same thing or something to try and make them continue to laugh. Mm. And, and so, you know, people do stuff like fall and people are like, oh, that's funny. And then you keep falling, <laughs> keep falling, yeah. falling and falling. And eventually people are like, oh my gosh, is he okay? And they stop laughing and you're done. So it's all about how do, how do I, you know, continue to make people laugh and this sort of thing. And in that school of thought, there's a very true thing of, I don't know how funny something is if I have to think that it's funny like the indication of humor is laughter and you know, and you can, you make arguments like a humorous comparison with irony or something like that. But I think comedy at its core demands laughter. Right. And so you can, you can appreciate irony, but if you don't laugh, (laughs) is it actually (laughs) funny? So, and so for me, I don't think it's that funny because I didn't actually laugh. So So I I appreciate (laughs) irony in the movie and I appreciate all that stuff. But I don't think I can call it funny because I didn't laugh.
1: Okay, so you you didn't yeah. you didn't have me with the criticism of uh, of the movie's humor at first, but now with that, that's that's striking home for me because you know me, I, I've said this before, right? Mm-hmm. That so so often someone will say something, and I'll go, "That's hilarious." Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's, yep. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's so funny. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> LOL. LOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, so that's yeah. me though. That's like that's how I know, I know and am. I do that too. Yeah. yeah. And so I so I'm kind of joking but I, I that is like the epitome of Andy Norton is is like if you say something <laughs> funny epitome. I'll go, I'll definitely like It's I, it's on brand. I will yeah. I will more I think I'll more often go that's hilarious than than actually than actually laugh. Like I'll yeah. I'll so often so I think that's so I think for me watching uh Wes Anderson films like so often I'll I'll say that I'll be like that's that's so funny that's hilarious like, right. like that, that strikes me in my like funny place <laughs> but, like I'm not I'm not actually laughing. And Quote so Andy <laughs> Norton circa <laughs> 2020 Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Um that's why I like in uh Scott Pilgrim versus the World uh Chris Evans' character says that he reads a text and he's like he like chuckles lightly and says that's actually hilarious. <laughs> I always relate, relate to that like moment. Um. So yeah, no, I, I, okay. So it sounds like basically like where your level of cinema is basically like a Marvel movie, basically. Like that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Oh, uh, how burn, dare you? <laughs> the college degree
0: flashing <laughs> no, no. has begun. No, 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 no. The educated bourgeoisie <laughs>
1: no. belittling the poor man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think you totally, I think you hit on something like so much of the, Humor in the film is It's not Yeah it's ironic. Loud. It's, it's ironic It's yeah. ironic like, It's Even like actually Right before the show I was pulling up um, Quotes And so many of them I was doing like I was I was, I would read the quote And I'd chuckle And say that's That's hilarious And, and copy paste it over Like the yeah. Ash saying Where's my band <laughs> Um Or uh, Or uh, Let's see When When Mrs. Fox says I know what it's like To feel different And Ash says I'm not different I'm not different Am I and she says we all are him especially, <laughs> um, the, and like so many. Or I, oh my favorite is uh, Ash saying, "Am I getting better, Coach?" And then his coach, Coach Skip, says, "Well, your share's cuss not getting any worse." <laughs> like this is like little things like yeah. that. Like I I hardly laugh at them, but they just are funny to me. And it's funny yeah. that they're animals who are like saying these things and like yeah. they're very self serious, but also like. I don't know. There's a. I'm thinking of like so many things. The way that Ash and Kristofferson in the film. So so Ash is the little mm-hmm. boy. He's the son of uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and Kristofferson is his cousin who has to come and live with them for a little bit while his, I think his father is, is sick. Right. Um, but Ash, uh, was it when he's when he's in the l- the school laboratory mm-hmm. and he keeps on uh saying to his lab partner like magnesium, yeah, yeah, magnesium. And uh yeah, yeah, you know, she's like, oh, sorry. And she keeps on he keeps on saying like the the things and yeah. finally he's like, you know, what are you looking at? Oh. and he realized that she's you know looking over at Christopherson and has right, like, a bit right. of a crush on him and he says, um was it was he say? Uh, um You're like, supposed to be my lab partner. she supposed to be partner. my lab partner. She was I partner. am. Yeah. No, you're not. You're disloyal. <laughs> you're disloyal. <laughs> it's just like I did not laugh out loud in any way at that line. Right. But I think that's so like just interesting and, and clever and like you're disloyal like that's it's extreme it's yeah. extreme yeah. over the top and it's kind of like you know it's actually not so not so dissimilar whoa not not so dissimilar from mm-hmm. the proof rock and that kind of grandiose yeah. language totally and that approach to making like everything seems so serious yeah but, but also like is it it's not really that serious totally. um and and i i love that style so i i dig that but i totally get yeah. where people wouldn't necessarily and i think that that's a really interesting conversation it's just like what is humor right what Is humor i think and i think this is i think we should
0: have an episode dedicated to wes anderson because i do want to get to the themes that i agree on that yeah. i touched on yeah. and that 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 we can really dive into but let's for sure put in the back pocket Episode on Wes Anderson, <laughs> yeah, because I think I think we could have a really good discussion for sure. To jump in, I mean, of course, something very characteristic of Wes Anderson is father son, kind of dynamics, struggle dynamics, yeah. all yeah. that good stuff, and this this movie is no exception. Really di- leans into that heavily and kind of poor fathering and reconciling and all this stuff. Yeah, thank goodness. I think something I want to that is is kind of interesting is the whole. something that seems to be a big takeaway for them is we're animals, right? We're wild animals yeah. and they've tried to become human like. And so they, you know, they have suits and there's evidence that they have, you know, their own shopping market and stuff and (laughs) this sort of thing. We don't see it, but there's evidence of it based on paper bags or saying he's going to the store. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sell is is, Are you getting reception? No, I'm not getting (laughs) reception. And, And some of this sort of stuff, but but that they have to get back to who they are, and that's wild animals with Latin names. Yeah. And I think that is an interesting take because on one hand, we could come away very easily saying, oh, we need to be more carnal, which is not, I think, the point, but one you could very easily make. Yes. And so it's a little misleading in that sense. But I think the bigger thing uh, to take away is, no, we don't need to be more carnal because we are humans, right? We <laughs> We don't need to become like animals that's that's the wrong idea we need to become more human in right. fact and what does that mean and i think that's demonstrated by the reconciling of relationship which is huge to the plot and its resolution and it's only through that reconciling and honesty in relationship that yep. they're able to solve the problem of the film which is uh what is it Bagus, bunts and beans yep. you got it and and they're kind of uh you know hate and it's funny they become more animalistic, I would argue, uh, which is interesting, yes, and that's yes. and that's why they lose, right? They don't Im- they don't learn the lesson to become more human, whereas the animals oh. learn the lesson to become more animalistic. You're so right, and and that's how you know they're able to, and you know that's kind of capstoned with the the wolf, and they're like, oh. <laughs> yes. you know, this is like because we're dealing with all these rodents and stuff. So, yes. an arguable next level up as far as majesty on the kingdom is is the wolf. The wolf. How do you
1: cut to the Core of things, Lily. I love that. You just nailed it. I, I, I just love that. You hit them like one of the biggest themes. I love is like is like nature. This idea of like getting back to who you were made to be. Yeah, um, yeah. And also the wolf. That scene my favorite. Near the end, they've the, the whole movie. Fantastic Mr. Fox. He, he's kind of has like a phobia of wolves. Basically, right, right. Like, like people would be like, they mention a wolf. wolf where? What? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he who freaks out. I'm not afraid. Oh, I have why a phobia, would you mention though. that? Yeah, um, <laughs> but finally they see a wolf. And he's just, like, so stunned by its beauty and majesty. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I just... I love that scene. They even have, like, a little tear come down their cheeks. And it's like, going to be a hard winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. When he puts his... Puts his puts yeah, up I did and- not expect... So,
0: I mean, other... So, again, I... I enjoyed it, right? Yeah, like he he puts up the fist and the, the wolf returns the fist. <laughs> yes. Uh I was like, oh, that's that's fun. But he I doesn't like speak
1: that, though. Right. Like he's more animalistic even than them. Like he he's, he doesn't he's have not, clothes, clothes on. He's yeah. walking on all fours. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. That's so true. So I I totally agree though that like for them like they're becoming more animal. But I like that you mentioned though that the humans they are actually becoming more animal and less the nature that they actually are supposed to be. Right. And I think that that's the thing is like, I, we do have to think about what, like, who am I? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I love that line in the movie when he says, who, who am I? Who am I, Kylie? And then Kylie, who's like a total simpleton is like, you know, who, how, what now? <laughs> um, and then he says, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean it existentially like, who am I? Yeah. You know, and what's, what's a fox like supposed well, to do? I think it's, it's interesting.
0: I think the, just to touch on the possum, the possum's probably the most animal of all of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just realizing like, I think the whole like swirly eye thing <laughs> is him playing dead. He's just doing what he does. Yeah, and that's yeah. why he's kind of the voice of reason in so many instances, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny. So he's, he's, you know, kind of played at the
1: butt of yeah. the joke, but really he's, he's the one he's, yeah, more he's, authentically he's embracing. Yeah, no, a lot it's so of true. It's so true. But I love that. Like for them is entry into like the being an animal um, for, totally. you know, for us as people, as, as humans, like, we are um you know body and soul, and, mm-hmm. and we're more than just animals, yeah, and, and people know that, like you know you're not just an animal, totally like you know you have a soul, like people know that in their soul. they know mm-hmm. that they, they have um I'm thinking of the the song uh, "Sigh no More" by Mumford and Sons. <sighs> been a minute I've, uh, I've heard it, yeah, yeah, so one of the 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 lines in that is uh he's talking about how um love it will not betray you, dismay you, or enslave you, It will set you free. Be mm. more like the man you were made to be, uh, and he says there is a design, an alignment, a cry of my heart to see the beauty of love as it was made to be, mm. and just the idea of something, yeah. Be more like the man you were made to be, like yeah. that's a bold line it's to huge. to say huge. That you were made to be a way, mm-hmm. like that's that's huge in in a in a culture and society where they're so unmoored from like any sense that things are made for a purpose yep. right um and uh, and we're so we're so off base with like what we're made for mm-hmm. so far from it mm-hmm. and and don't necessarily believe that that like, there's something that we are made for or that yeah. things like marriage and you know sexuality and all those things are are made for things you know like in yeah. pondering that yeah. and so to get to to i mean I think that you could argue like, Oh, I, I want to be who I'm made to be. And for me, that means like you said, I'm entry into my carnal, uh, into my carnal passions or whatever. Totally. Like, And like the, so there's a way you can do that poorly or wrongly as a, as a human. 100%. But I think it's, I think it's huge. Like think existentially, Like, who am I? Who are you? What is the nature of, of, of humanity? Yeah. And how can I be more like the man that I was made to be totally, um and so I think that's huge and, and yeah, I love that
0: yeah, and I think to acknowledge as well the the shortcomings of of the church or at least her members in trying to combat this I mean, I know growing up for me the uh, there's an I don't know what I was listening to. I think I was listening to maybe among the lilies with miss Mrs. Frad. um yeah, it was it, she was I think this was her, but listening to something they were talking about how you know, no, it wasn't her. Oh, that's going to bug me. Where was I listening to this? I mean, big shout out to her. <laughs> yeah, she's show. great. She's, she's great, wonderful. Yeah. But the they were talking about how, you know, we as a church, we've kind of gone to the, you know, like a purity talk, if I can, to use that example. And, you know, on one side been like, you know, it's wrong, you know, fornication's wrong, rightfully so, uh, and all this stuff, and it's good to save it for marriage and stuff and you know this is bad 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 um but you know but sex is good yay yeah, okay great yeah. done and you kind of leave being like wait so it's bad so why am i having these desires right now does yeah. that mean like i'm bad and i shouldn't like want to have yeah, sex shame, it's like you know and I, there's there's a lot of these little yeah. things and i think we've had a you know we've, we've struggled to communicate well i just use that as an example but we've struggled to communicate well across the board, right? Like you think of men's sessions where um, another shout out to Anna Carter here. She in our training was talking about uh, going to a talk where the guy was talking about, uh, you know, his kids, the boys were playing with sticks oh, and the girls oh yes, were playing yes. with dolls. And he's like, and that shows their nature and stuff. And she's like, well, you can use the same logic then if your boy is wearing a dress, like, well, yeah. he's showing his nature. You know, that's not, yeah. necessarily indicative and so I think as a church we've really you know missed, missed the ball here on a few things
1: and explaining them well a positive articulation I think is missing in, in a lot of instances 100%. Right? Like versus yeah. like a negative articulation of like it's not for these things don't do these things like right. whatever that is right. uh, rather like it's much harder to positively articulate like and beautifully articulate yeah. this is what you're made for Yeah. this is what your um, sexual desires are made for like this you know it, and and really communicate that and, and really. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah. I, I haven't read the book myself, but I,
0: I need to, it's on my list. The fulfillment of all desire. Mm. Uh, you is, were on mission staff
1: the year that they read I that was in Scotland. So okay. I just want to make sure, I just want to make sure for Dave Rinaldi that you weren't assigned to read it and didn't read <laughs> I it. I was not assigned yeah. to read it. I was, I was cool. on mission okay. elsewhere.
0: Uh, hence <laughs> it still being on my list. But uh, I, I love that, that phrase really. And I, you know, it, Matt Fratt also has a really good podcast. Uh, it's episode forty one point five, Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of all desire, and wow. that's the the beauty of it. It's not this, you know, rejection of desire. The reality is that Jesus Christ fulfills every everything yeah. fully. Uh, it's not some false fulfillment. It's not a half fulfillment or anything like that. Jesus wants to pour into us just an overwhelming peace Mm. and fulfillment of all these things we're experiencing. And that's what I think we've missed out on. in a lot of these talks is like, it's not, you know, that you, that, that abstinence from sex is going to, you know, before marriage or whatever is, is this like, you know, depleting dry thing. It's that, that purity beforehand is actually when embraced well and properly, just going to pour out so much peace that when, you know, consummating the marriage, um, that, you know, that in, embrace is really gonna, um, be a holy prayer instead of like some, you know, instead of, you know, this like, oh, well, let's, you know, be you know careful and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like these gritty things that I think, um, that is, they're hard to talk about, yeah, right? They're yeah. hard to talk about, but we, but we need to. And I think, so just to touch on masculinity, which is, you know, something just as a dude, I'm able to speak into and, and, you know, tying it back to the movie here as well, um, like our, our masculinity is messy and it's caught up in, in a reality that we draw our identity on our strength. Mm-hmm. Um, as a man, you know, whether you're willing to admit this or not, you put great stock and value in how strong you are. And I mean that physically, and I mean that, uh, emotionally, and I yeah. mean that spiritually fortitude, uh, across the board is huge yeah. for us because our, our innate, um, Desires to provide, protect, and procreate. Those that's that's what we got going on. That's what we want to do. We need that fulfilled in some way, shape, or form. And Jesus wants to fulfill that. So whenever we are faced with a rejection uh, of one of those abilities, like Ash is so often by his father, right. the guy who should be the most filling that up
1: by showing him that he's capable, and um, he's kind of putting it, putting him down, or or negatively comparing him a number of times con- and in the constantly, constantly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Constantly, yeah. That
0: that is that is at the core of our identity right. as men, as sons of God. We want to fulfill our identity to provide, protect, procreate. And to do that, we gotta be strong. Yeah. Like we have to. There's yeah. no two ways around yeah. it. And I don't mean that um, you know, to try and practice what I preach here. I do not mean that every man has to be jacked out of his mind. Yeah. I do not mean that every man has to pray for an hour and a half every morning and every night. That's not realistic as a, a father of, you know, kids um
1: right and and i I also strong though you have to be be strong athlete right yeah
0: you you gotta you got you do you do have to be committed and it is going to take a lot out of you and it's going to show you your weakness which is by the way ugly yes uh, and hard to look at but it does not therefore negate strength yeah and you know and the desire we have and and the thing is jesus is going to supply right like he it's not a matter of you know, oh, I don't know if he's going to take, he will supply. Yes. Um. We, we, it's, it might not look like how we thought it was going to look yeah. like, but, but he's going to supply. He'll supply
1: so, and he'll yeah. work with who you are specifically. Amen. Too. Yeah. Um, so, and I love that in the film. So again, Ash is like kind of put down and, and just feels less than, he wants to be an athlete and like understood as that, but he's kind of just seen as weird. And yeah. even his father like says that he's a weirdo basically early totally. in the film. It's really hard to actually kind of to watch to see that like, he's kind of just, He's really feeling down Does not feel the affirmation That he That he needs As a young man Um, Or I guess A young fox Uh, But he Man fox But over the time He actually That gets exacerbated um, When Mm -hmm. His cousin Christopherson Shows up Right Who's like um, Just like a really, really good at so many things, you know, he's like, t- what was that? That was <laughs> Sorry, that, that was like, that was the meditation, yeah, was that that was like, meditation and, oh, and He's he, like, a karate that. person and right. he's like very good at smart. all sorts of things and like yeah. Very, yeah, very smart Um, Pulls the fire hydrant out. He's safe. <laughs> right. Exactly yep. but and his in his dad actually specifically it kind of like calls out and affirms Christopherson and involves Christopherson in their big old plot. Yeah, trusts him. Yeah, gives him a bandit hat. Yep. Where's my bandit hat? says you know Ash later on. Yeah. Um but eventually uh there's a lot of things that culminate there, but but Ash actually, through that competition, um actually Comes through some things with Christopherson, like they actually have yeah. to reconcile at one point yep. Christopherson is actually really good about standing up for Himself, um, mm-hmm. even though he's in a hurt place. He's being hurt more by by his cousin mm-hmm. ash um and he comes like, ash comes through it and And actually learns a lot from Christopherson about how to be uh to be excellent and to be uh, Come into himself into mm-hmm. his own and I think mm-hmm. Christopherson at one point for example, like to uh, has to tell him how to deliver a kick to get him out of that basket. Yeah. Um and uh, another thing that kind of points to like the idea of like um y- how you are will be used. At one point he has to sneak through this uh this grate and he says, mm-hmm. you know, I'm able to get through it. Do you know why? And they're like, "Why?" Cuz I'm little. <laughs> and he's a like, kind of smaller, you know, but he like yeah. leans into that and utilizes that. Yep. Um and eventually then he he uh is his father realizes also that he's not been a good father. I think his father is having so much personal crisis that he's not able to father his son as he's supposed to. Right. He's not available. Yes. And as he comes through that, eventually he's able to, and he actually does affirm, um, Ash at an earlier time. And then at the very end, he says, he says, you're an athlete. (laughs) and says the thing that, um, the Ash wants to hear, like you're an athlete. Yeah, there we go. Um, Oh, I'll, I want to jump in here too and say mm-hmm. that one of the redemptive scenes between uh, the two of them that I love is I think it's after the flo- they've been flooded out mm-hmm. and um, and Fantastic Mr. Fox has done some reconciling with his his wife as well and mm-hmm. then he gets down on uh, down to Ash's level and talks about how like when he when they first found out that they were gonna have cubs yeah um so so guess what. You're not gonna believe this, Ali. <laughs> that scene where he gets down, and he says, do you, "You know, do you know the story of when I, uh, or when when we found out we we're gonna have cups?" Yeah, yeah. And Ash keeps on like interrupting, and and uh, you know he knows the story, but Mr. Fox is trying to get to a point. Um, that that scene was inspired. So the director Wes Anderson says in the one, in the commentary yeah. for it, he says that it was inspired by signs. The movie Signs, and I got so. Are ex- you joking? I'm not joking. I got so. We're referencing excited. Signs We're referencing for the third signs time. I, I, I did it. I did it. It was. I was so. <laughs> I was so happy when I heard him oh say that. I was like, "Yes, Ali is going to die." I cannot <laughs> believe this. <laughs> but it's so oh true. So if you've ever watched the movie Signs near the end of the movie, <laughs> one of happened. my one of my favorite. I don't need to. We talk about it so much. <laughs> one of my favorite moments at the end of uh, near the end of Signs is he 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 has a conversation with both his daughter and then with his son yeah. about like the day that they were born mm-hmm. and like how that was different like for his daughter like she smiled like immediately which was like really meaningful because baby's that young don't smile and mm-hmm. he talked about how his son when his son was first uh, born like um, the, the, his wife was kept, kept bleeding and so he was taken away for a little bit and when they finally saw him. The mom was like, you know, you look just like I dreamed, you know, and so it's, it's like a very meaningful connecting mm. scene before the climax. Like they're literally preparing for an alien invasion and he's having mm-hmm. these like one-on-ones with each of the kids. Mm. And it's 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 done exactly like this this scene where where Mr. Fox sits down with with uh, with Ash and like reconciles with him and connects about his his mm. his his birth. Um I was so excited about that. I love signs. It's so good, so good. But anyways, the the I just am so I'm I literally I get a little teary eyed every time near the end of the movie when he says when Mr. Fox says to him like Ash, you're an athlete, mm. and I want to connect here too and say like we you've said this many times on the podcast like so often today we don't get the affirmation that we. Mm-mm need. Um, not just, it's not always just from your dad, but we actually need multiple male mentors in our lives. I oh, think. Yeah. And we really suffer when we don't have that. Yeah. Um, and affirmation in, of our call as, as men. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so thankful to work in, in this ministry with net. And, and I just, I was thinking about that. Just like, and not just with net, but like ministry in general, I think one of the biggest callings we have today in ministry is to reach young people Mm -hmm. and at least as a man, young men, especially and call them up and affirm them and not replace their father in any way, but be an image of the father Mm -hmm. to them and, and speak the words of the father to them, help them to hear the father and connect with him and, and be lifted up. I, I know there was a, Friend of mine, um, when we both served with Focus, uh, and he said, Ooh. he would say that, like, the, the greatest privilege of his life was being able to do that for, for other mm-hmm. men. Um, That's awesome. And yeah. he did that for me. Like, honestly, I, I was we were just fellow missionaries, and he's not that much older than me uh john you're still young still young (laughs) Uh, but uh but he did that for me like he really called me up and called me out and and helped me see my dignity as a son of god Mm. and see my vocation and my calling and so i attribute so much of of uh, so much of, of uh of my life has been affected so well so much by by him uh and and it's amazing to be able to be that to be that for other people, you know, like that's incredible. It's such a privilege. Um, And so, yeah, so thankful for that, that opportunity. Um, I would just really encourage, like, consider that, consider what you're made for and consider how are you called to do that? Like, Mm -hmm. I think we've, we say this, you know, time in and time out, but like, you got to connect with the father, Mm -hmm. hear him say, say to you, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Um, And, and you have a calling and a responsibility and a beautiful call, a beautiful vocation. only yours. Yes, it's yours. Yeah. To, in the way that you're meant to, be that for other men and invite other men, confidently invite other men into that yeah. um, relationship. Yeah. Um, and I would just encourage you to consider, how is the Lord calling me to do that? And maybe who am I supposed to run alongside mm-hmm. to do that? Yeah.
0: Amen. I think, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Just as well, I I know we have female listeners, we're speaking from a place of being men, of course, we're talking (laughs) about the father, but I mean, yeah, women listeners as well know that you have a place as a mother. Um, I don't know what that is for you specifically, but the Lord is calling you to be a mother. Yeah. Um, Yeah. To his children, uh, whether that is by uh, procreation or spiritual motherhood or whatever, and it's not going to be, it will be fulfilling. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. going to be a have these things. So please be a mother to those around you.
1: For sure. All right. I think um, that's
0: sufficiently. No, I think we covered it. Yeah. I, we, totally. there are things we missed. If, if there's something you're outraged that we missed, please email
1: us. Yes. Do it. At though they die, uh, at netusa.org. uh, is where you can reach us. That's right. And if you want to get involved,
0: as <laughs> we're laughing because we're switching <laughs> we're lines. Totally, <laughs> uh, if you want to get involved as a Net Missionary, go to netusa.org slash apply and apply today. To apply today. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Uh, whatever Next works day, for you. Yeah, just for do it. Stay. That's, all we, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: totally. all we care about. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's so good to talk with you, Lee. God bless. God bless. Take care, Andy.